Hi, welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. Welcome to our Thanksgiving special. In 1980, we flew from Denver Airport to Kansas City Airport to spend Thanksgiving with my wife's family. We had two children. They were just basically babies. Our oldest was 13 months old and the youngest was eight or nine days old. And what I remember is we had a wonderful couple days and we had Thanksgiving dinner and I just watched a football game between the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions and I was informed that we had to get a move on, we had to get to the airport, we had a plane to catch back to Colorado. And as I was standing there putting my coat on, the game was going into overtime and there was a kickoff and the Lions had kicked off to the Bears to start the overtime and a guy named Dave Williams caught the ball and ran it all the way back for a touchdown for Chicago. It was the shortest overtime game in the history of the NFL and then we left. Went to the airport, got on a plane, flew to Denver and then from Denver we had a transfer to a little puddle jumper type of plane small little plane that probably held 20 or 30 people and it flew to Farmington, New Mexico and I remember I used to fly on that particular flight to visit my grandparents in New Mexico and I'd always get sick and throw up every time without fail. Here I am with two little girls, one of them just a little bitty baby and I'm doing my very best not to puke in that little bag and the little holder in front of my seat. I was successful by the grace of God and we landed in Farmington and family picked me up and took us to where we had our Thanksgiving dinner which was at my grandparents, my dad's parents home and had a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner and then we went to a hotel and everybody was at that Thanksgiving dinner. My cousin Margot and her husband Monty and their family, my grandma and grandpa, my two brothers and my sister and their spouses, and I believe my sister had a little baby. So the three little kids there. The next morning we went and had breakfast and then we were off. We all piled in my parents' van. It was a nice Ford van all finished and customized on the inside. And we drove back to my hometown. Later on, we traded our Mustang for that van. The so Mustang was not a family vehicle any way, shape, or form. And that van served us for years while we raised our kids. I'll never forget that Thanksgiving. It was the last Thanksgiving I got to spend with my grandparents down in New Mexico. My grandpa died, I believe, within a year of that. But they were doing well and fine that time. And it was a wonderful memory flying out of Kansas City, flying into New Mexico on that pedal jumper with a stewardess that we could have sworn she was high or, or drunk. People holding on for dear life and me not throwing up. Two Thanksgiving dinners on the same day. Hello, Homer. How are you? Well, Jerry, what's going on? 
I'm just trying to take care of these turkeys. I got four of them, you see. I see, Homer. Where do you have four turkeys? Well, Jerry, it's a long story, but we had four orders for fresh turkeys. And so when I was sent to get the turkeys, I figured what could be fresher than a live turkey? So I got a bargain. I talked him right down. We negotiated, and I think I won. I'll come bringing those turkeys back in the store van. And Katie liked to pop a gasket. She said, these aren't fresh turkeys. I said, yes, sir, ma'am, they are fresh turkeys. You can't get any fresher than live. Well, so I had to build this little pen to hold them in. So is Katie upset with you, Homer? I think so, Jerry. I really do. Homer! Hold on, Jerry. Let me go see what she wants. I love you, honey pie. You be careful. I'm sorry once again. I'm really sorry. Yes, I always ask you from now on. Where's Katie going? She's going down to Wheat Town. She made a deal with a guy for four fresh turkeys. Actually, she said she's getting five. One for us. So, Jerry, let's go inside and sit down. These turkeys are driving me crazy. You want to meet them? That is Tom. He's a male. And then I have three females. There's Henrietta one and Henrietta two and Lucille. They're good turkeys, but I don't know how they taste. I was going to invent something that make it right from the farm to the freezer in one easy step. But Katie said I didn't have time to do that. And she's going to have to go down there and fulfill those customers' orders down there in Wheat Town. Well, Homer, I think Katie's right. Let's go inside the store and sit down. So, Jerry, I don't know if I get to see Beretta tonight. Katie's so upset with me, she's probably going to not even let me watch TV. I'll probably have to clean out the basement or something. You know, there's still a piece of plywood over that window down there from the storm last spring. And I want to watch Beretta because I like that parakeet he's got. You ever seen a white parakeet, Jerry? I don't think that they're very popular. Homer, that's not a parakeet. What is it? That's a cockatoo. Anyway, I don't care. I don't really even care. Boy, I tell you what, I was going to invite Jimmy Carter over since he just became the president of the United States and maybe give him a little surprise party, but Katie said that they would never come here, that they're too busy. So I think she's right. But I just don't understand it. I thought we were the people and their people. And maybe their people could talk to my people and we could do Thanksgiving. But as it is, we're just going to have you and Pop and Mrs. Dumas and Kitty and Katie and me. Katie said that one turkey will feed us. So there you go. Well, Homer, 
I'm looking forward to it. I always like Thanksgiving at the Kate's home. It is better than I'd ever imagine. Now, don't get in trouble between now and then. I like this chair, Homer. This is a comfortable place. Most of my early remembrances of Thanksgiving revolves around my grandma and grandpa's home. I can remember Thanksgiving morning, my mother making something and getting us all cleaned up, all of us kids, and then us going over to grandma and grandpa's house. And everyone would be just scurrying around. My mom, my aunts, and my grandma would be cooking and cleaning and setting the table and telling us to get out from underfoot and telling us to play outside. And then everyone would come into the dining room and there'd be little chairs for the kiddie table. And I'd look around and I would see my Aunt Betty and Uncle Sam and my cousin Marcia and my cousin Gary. Then I'd see my Aunt Donna and Uncle Jim, and my cousin Debbie, and my cousin Mike. And I'd look over and I'd see my Aunt Jerry, and my Uncle Cliff, and my cousin Rod, and my cousin Martha, and my cousin Cindy. And I'd look around and I'd see my Aunt Evelyn and Uncle Dick, and my cousin Vern, and my cousin Teresa. And I'd see my brother John, and my brother Don, and my sister Jan, and my mom, and my dad, and my grandma, and my grandpa, and my Aunt Connie, who was six months younger than me. I always felt like she should be my sister or my cousin, but she is still my Aunt Connie. And we'd all sit and we'd eat a big feast that was made with loving hands, with people that meant more to me than anything I knew. And we'd have fun and probably argue about who gets the drumstick. And somebody would spill something and Grandma would be all, all around the place helping and cutting up your food for you and dishing up your gravy and saying, now kitties, be careful. Don't fall out of your chair again. And all this stuff that's associated with mass pandemonium, with having a huge family dinner with a bunch of little kids. After dinner, my uncles and my grandpa and my dad would go over to Uncle Cliff's house that was right next door, and they'd have a poker game. And I'd go over there, and I'd ask if I could play. I was the oldest grandkid. Of course, I was never allowed to play. I didn't even know how to play. And I'm sure I bothered everyone enough, me and my brothers and my sister and my cousins and Connie. I'll never forget going there, eating turkey, and dressing, and mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, corn, 
pumpkin pie, but not that wiggly cranberry stuff. Fellowshipping with the ones I love. So many of them aren't with us anymore, but they're here in our hearts. That's the wonderful, beautiful thing about family, is they never really ever leave you. They're always in your heart, if it's in a good place or a bad place. I pray it's in a good place for you. Thanksgiving is a wonderful time. The time we're entering into, called the holidays, are a time for rejoicing and laughing and crying. So whatever you are, whatever your circumstance, remember to bow and give thanks. You don't have to be with 30 people to be blessed. Yes, you can be all by yourself. Yes, it can be just you and your spouse. Last Thanksgiving, we ate at Cracker Barrel, just my wife and I. And even though there are hundreds of people surrounding me and it was a busy place, the meal was good and the service was fantastic. And I was blessed that I could go there and reflect on days gone by. Days with all my family. What a wonderful way to remember this day. Pop, I'll carry the turkey in. Y'all sit down, Mr. Dumas. Sit next to Pop. Jerry, you sit across from Pop. Next to Kitty. Okay, everybody. Jerry, will you do us the honor of saying the blessing this Thanksgiving Day? Thank you, Pop. It would be my pleasure. Dear Lord, Thank you for this wonderful gathering of friends and family. Thank you for our wonderful country that you have blessed us so much. Thank you for this food. We ask that you bless it and remember those that aren't so fortunate. Thank you for loving us. Amen. Rub-a-dub-dub, let's eat the grub. <coughs> Kindness is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a thing that can be passed on with a smile and a kind eye. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving.